Halloween. Happy Halloween! We know it's not actual Halloween, but it is the week of Halloween. So, and uh, and I'm Lauren, and this is Bridget. I'm Bridget. I am wearing my 1978 Halloween shirt from Fright Rags. We did get feedback from a friend saying that we're really bad at uh, on video. We'll just hold things up and not describe it to listeners. And I was like, oh, that's that's a good note. That's a good note. That's a good. I'll take that note. Heard. (laughs) So uh, if you're a listener, you cannot see me dressed up as one of my favorite villains right now. I'm dressed up as Dobby Todoroki. Uh, and I'm dressed up as Lauren. Lauren. I can't. <laughs> I'm actually going to take a selfie real quick. Oh, she take a selfie. It's fun watching you get the right angle. Don't smile. <laughs> I tried not to because I'll mess up my lines. <laughs> uh, all right, now we're going to take a quick picture for... Oh, that's just me. <laughs> For Instagram. One, two, three. All right. There we go. All right. So it's Halloween. Um, clearly, I like makeup and dress up and, uh, and I, I really quickly really, whipped out Dobby in like 20 minutes. It's a good contrast between the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just eating veggie straw. So if you hear that, sorry. Uh, we also just finished recording our Star Wars episode, which we thought was going to be short. But both then, of them, we thought both were going to be short. Then we added Hunter into the equation, and it, it, we got a little carried away. But we had a really good time. Um, I love Hunter. Time. Yeah, it was really fun. I, I, I liked Hunter. I feel bad for talking such mad trash. Lauren was talking <laughs> trash uh, before she met Hunter because it was just late night, and she, you know, just sometimes you just do that. And then she met him and she was like, I really like him. I was like, yeah. He's a lovely, a lovely man. And he has glorious hair. Glorious hair. Glorious hair. Loves all things nerdy. Like, I think Hunter's my soulmate. We'll see if he listens to this episode. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> he hasn't watched the anime, so I doubt that he'll just jump on in. Um... Maybe, like, in five years, he'll listen and see that I still have a crush on him. Oh, and it'll be, like, the start of a really belated love story. (laughs) A belated love story. Uh, I could have cut the tension in that chat with a knife, son, just laying. I I think the tension was only from my end. Regardless, it was very sweet. I enjoyed watching it. I was like, aw, little nerds. Little nerds, nerds. Being nerdy. Star Wars nerds, more specifically. Yes, I am also um, a nerd. I am an yeah. otaku. So are you. Yeah, we learned a new word. <laughs> <laughs> Lord successfully already got it in a sentence I earlier. I so. star for that. I was very proud. Yeah, um, if I had one right now, I would give you one. I think I'm going to start but. carrying around just gold star stickers with me all the time. And that way when anyone at work... Or just in life does something cool, I can be like, hey, good job. Because, like, I would be super stoked to get a gold star from a stranger. Yeah. Just saying. I think I'm going to do that. That sounds like fun. Are you ignoring me? How dare you? Sorry. I I was looking at that photo of me. (laughs) We are recording. You have to pay attention to me now. This is the only time of day that you have to give me (laughs) your full attention. And you are ignoring me to look at yourself. Stop it. Stop it. I'm sitting into Ryan. So <laughs> How dare you? I'm just gonna talk into the wind, into the ether, to the wind. It's fine. Talk into the expanse of nothingness where I see my truth. 
I'm gonna go get my body back. Okay. <laughs> Are you gonna lose your body? Lost it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so, oh lord. This episode, I texted Lauren when I watched this sometime this week. I don't know, like Wednesday or something. And I just was like, uh, this is like our baby of the four heaviest episodes, which I wouldn't think I would say, but man, it was heavy. Oh, Ryan just, I showed Ryan my makeup and he said, yes. Oh my God, you look oh my great. Gosh. So that's why I texted it. Okay. I needed that validation. I already told you it looks good. Is my validation not good enough for you? No, okay. I just need multiples. Okay. I need at least two and then I believe it. Okay. You know, respect. Brain issues. Mental illness. But, I don't, yeah, I don't really have a whole lot of uh, a fun talk in here. I don't have, like, I think that we, no, we I don't all. have a lot of banter. Uh, then let's just, let's just dive in. We just recorded an over two-hour episode, so we're good. Yeah, I um, think we talked a lot. And honestly, I have a lot to say about <laughs> these four episodes. We watched uh, episode 17 through 20 of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood this week, and uh, I have so many emotions at one point i called bridget because i needed support <laughs> and she didn't answer the phone which sucked but she i was back. babysitting three kids and putting them to bed and then i called back she did call back um and i i have a lot of things that i'm gonna have to eat crow about but uh you know what we'll we get both to do that when we get there i i wrote out a formal apology we don't want to talk about it yet uh so this first episode episode 17 is called cold flame and Cold Flame. the Netflix summary is, even those most loyal to the Flame Alchemist are shaken by the controversial action he takes against the accused killer of Maze Hughes. Which was a really good summary. Like, <laughs> knocked really my computer over while you were reading that. Stoked about how they summarized that. And uh, I have a lot of voice actors for this. And they didn't spoil they did anything, not. too. I just want to make a note. That they did not. They, they took a note. They did good. I was surprisingly, like chill about it um i'm gonna go over my voice actors real quick just because there's always so many of them and this is like the one that has a yeah, lot and if, and if you're new lauren's watching the yes, sub version so that's why she's doing voice actors again because she's getting yes. new voice so actors whenever we start our new anime i will do the sub and the dub casting because i care but i already did a lot of these <laughs> at the beginning whenever we were first watching in the dub and now i'm watching this yeah. so that's how we go. And I think from here on out, that's as how they we start do introducing it. newer characters, I'll go back and get the English cast too. But I, I need to yeah. go compare notes. And I didn't have time to do that today. So uh it's been a busy day. It's it been a busy been day. A busy day. Uh, my first voice is Barry the Chopper because this boy deserves to be heard now. <laughs> um that's our first eat crow character. I know, right? I feel so <laughs> bad about it. Man! But he's played by uh, Hideyuki Yumezu. Uh, I, I wrote these all out phonetically for myself, so hopefully they are better. Um, but he he didn't do a whole lot, but he did play uh, uh, Diamate from One Piece, and he did Mad Mod in Teen Titans, which I thought was really fun. Mad um, Mod. Which Mad one Mod. was that one? I, he was the the Beatles looking guy in the original oh, series with oh, like all the crazy, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, Scooby Doo. Episodes. I was like, I've seen all of the original yeah. Teen Titans, so yeah, okay, got he it. Was Mad Mod in I the Japanese Teen version. Um, okay, uh, Denny Broche, our boy. 
Uh, he's played by Yuki Hayashi. Oh, yeah. Phonetically works good for me. I'm going to do this forever now. Uh, and all I had for him was that he played some guy named Radish in Attack on Titan. He was a scout. He wasn't important. I think he died pretty fast. <sighs> Radish in Attack on Titan. Radish? Like the vegetable? Or I read that wrong because I'm dyslexic and I've been up since three in the morning and it's now 943. Um, <laughs> it's Rashad, not Radish. <laughs> I was like, I googled it he's and all I'm getting is pictures of potatoes. No, he's Rashad. <laughs> Uh, from Attack on Titan. I don't think probably he's probably Rashad. Probably Rashad. I'm tired. I'm trying. Brave condition. Uh, watching over Ymir's damaged body with Nita. Prioritize soldiers' well-being. Um, retrieving water to soothe burned soldiers while engaged with the colossal Titan. Just, he's just kind of there. Like I don't think he's a big thing. Yeah, it doesn't look like he's a big character at all, just but, like, you know, he's a good guy. Just like Danny Broche. He's a good yeah, guy. He's there to support, but he's not really a contributing yeah. character at this point. You know what I mean? A good supporting character um, arc. Absolutely, yeah. And then we have uh, Vado Fallman, who's the guy who's keeping Barry locked up and playing chess with him and stuff. He's played by... <laughs> I love that. I love that relationship. He's played by Kenji Hamada. And he was, oh my gosh, I should have wrote this out phonetically. Why did I do this to myself? Oh my gosh. Oh no. It's Hironi Maru in Bleach. Okay. Um, and then he was uh, Papa, Yuka, uh, Papa Uchiha Jesus <laughs> in Naruto. So he was, he was Sasuke's dad in all the flashbacks. Um, I got Envy. I got Envy right here. <laughs> She's played by... <laughs> I'm so tired, y'all. It's been a long time. Um, <laughs> by Miname uh, Takayama. And they played okay. uh, Haiji Hinata in uh, Dangaropa 3 uh, in The Child Emperor and One Punch Man. And also they do the voice of Pit in Super Smash Bros. So that's pretty dope. Oh, okay. Uh, and then Lust... Gotta give a shout out to my lady. Uh, was played by what a uh, great villain, Kikyo uh, e Inue, and she played. Oh my gosh! Well, why do I? Why? Why? Where are we? Oh! 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 She played <laughs> uh, Sona Zaki in Higurashi, or When They Cry, that's also a way to say it. But way back in the day, it was just Higurashi no Nano Konoruki, which was such a mouthful. Whoa. But it's When They Cry. <laughs> <laughs> and she also played uh, Cecil in Code Geass, which is great. And okay. those are all of my important characters that I had not covered that show up in this episode in particular. So there you go. All Wanna right. Give us well, a, a summary. A real summary. Here we go. Real summary. Uh, we're going to go into detail. I don't have too long of notes. It's like a page and a half. A little less than a half. I got notes. Um, <laughs> so we got we go straight into the intro song. We do that a few times on these next four episodes. So, you know, it's uh, a heavy hitter. Some heavy hitters. Um, they're interviewing Ross, and they have uh, a bullet. They have the bullet they think that, that killed Hughes, and they're like, hey, Ross, your gun is missing one bullet. And she's like, no, I shot it at the fifth laboratory. They're like, the fifth laboratory doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. Is there any other proof? And she's like, no. So Ross uh, fired a one shot, 
Um, the lab is technically unmanned. So they don't believe her because remember the government controls the lab. And this is when Armstrong was telling him to lay low and they won't let Armstrong see Ross. Now, if you don't let big boy, baby, sweet man, Armstrong go see his people. You I really thought You're he evil. was going to bust in there with Broch and like bust her out. He's trying to keep that low profile because he knows Fury King Bradley's watching him, but poor thing. Um, so I don't, <laughs> I laughed at this because it's like cut scenes and Al's holding his head and cleaning it. Yeah. And I just laughed so hard at that. He's just sitting there wiping his head down. You gotta um, stay clean, man. And they're all still, yeah, I appreciate good hygiene in a man. Um, they're all still sad about Hughes, which obviously, and Winry doesn't want to lose Ed and Al. And suddenly, like she did her parents, she's scared for them. And this is when we see a big tonal shift in Winry. Normally, she's all adventure, gung-ho. But suddenly, this loss is becoming real to her. Because, I mean, she lost her parents as a kid, and she didn't see it. They just left and never came I home. I also think that so, poor she's Winry. starting to realize that, you know, the boys are in the military as well. Like, they Danger, could die. Yeah, like, yeah. Hughes died. They, I mean, she's starting to realize, like, Al's not just being, I mean, Ed's not just being dumb and breaking his arm all the time. No, like, he's like, it's real stakes. People are trying to murder them. Real stakes. It yeah. just got real for this poor girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I just love that Al, like, breaks the tone. It's like, you're sure being nice, Winry. <laughs> and you can hear the smugness in his voice, like, a yeah. little brother, because you know she's like, I like you, please don't die. You're sure being nice, Winry. And I, so cute. I just love these characters so much. Um, and then we find out Ling is only 15 yeah. years old. So Ling is the prince that came from Sheen, and he's only 15. And I'm like, what? I like definitely thought you were like a 20, 30-year-old. I love 30 that he's, like, he's Ed's age. He's a kid. Now he yeah. can have a friend. So that makes Did that make you like him more? No. That made me like him, because I thought he was just like an old, creepy dude. And he's a, he's a friend. He's also trying to figure out how to help his family. That was the shift to me for Ling. Like, Good. I like him now. Like, I'm, I love it. Ling, so I'm so, very happy that you like him. I'm, I'm on your team now. I'm on Team Ling. <laughs> Yay, Team Ling. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we get this fun Billy the Chopper, number 66, storyline right now. Um, he's broken into the jail. He's not allowed to kill anyone, is what he says, because he says, like, man, it'd be really fun to kill y'all. Uh, and, um, he has, Billy wasn't gonna let Ling out until he said it was from Sheen, which I thought was interesting. We kind of see a little play out of that later. And then Billy kind of guilt trips Ross and, like, makes her escape the jail with him. He's like, wait, you're gonna die here and nobody's gonna know you're innocent? Or are you gonna leave here and people are still not gonna know you're innocent? Like, you wanna live or die? That's really all the bottom line. So Ross, against her better judgment, is like, okay, fine, I'll go. Which is, ends up being great. Um, I loved her so deliberation. She, like, those are my only two options, like, stay here and die. Or yeah, she's you. like, I hate this! <laughs> Yeah, poor thing. And, you know, like, she she had met Billy at the Fifth Laboratory that night. So, Billy, they've got a history. they got a history. Um, so, I, uh, I, I was curious about that in the beginning. And then I laughed because Al and Billy freaking out at each other, like, you, you! Like, it felt like the Spider-Man meme, yeah. because Billy's been trying to do this trick of, like, him taking his head off me, like, ooh. But everybody knows Al, and they're all like, oh. No, it's not scary. And he's like, what? What? It's so... Oh, like I just love that they were, like, pointing at each other. <laughs> yeah, and it's so funny. It's so it, it felt very Spider-Man meme good. to me when they all pointed at each other. Um, 
And then we see Billy tell Ross to run, and she runs, and then we see an explosion. And I, this is where I'm so upset. I thought it cuts scene. This was absolutely brilliant, though. Like, just out of a storyteller, they like, really got you, us. This is the first time we've ever seen Mustang use his firepower, like at all. And they yeah. saved it for and this how powerful moment, he really which is. is. Absolutely brilliant because this yep. whole episode tonally. It's just really weird for Mustang because you're like, okay, I know you're supposed to be a good guy, but you're kind of on this vengeance path. Everyone just seems yeah. like you're kind of off your rocker a little bit. Everyone's concerned. You seem really yeah. angry. So they're like, I really thought he killed Ruff. Like I, I saw this and was like, oh yeah, my god, so- he's going to be the new Führer. Like because he wants to be the Führer. I know. And I was like, this is terrifying. I knew they're so smart. My, my deep, my. My deep, simping heart for Ross knew that there had to be some kind of twist because my my baby boy would never do that. So good. Uh, So, but we see this charred body and Ed now turned the corner and Ed is livid. We see, we assume that, we assume that Mustang has just killed Ross. We don't assume it. We see a charred body on the wrist. Straight up. Charred body. Allegedly, the correct term is allegedly. Mustang has killed Ross. Um, so uh, the biggest like, quote from this whole situation of like they take the body back, they're doing dental records to try an idea. Uh, don't question orders or ask for explanations. Just follow them. That's what it means to be a soldier. That's what Mustang says. And I just wrote, yeah, yeah. I hate that because I love to question authority. So I'm like, ugh, why? And so then you see kind of why he says that, because he doesn't even follow that own rule for himself, but we see why he says that. We, we are getting little hints. Now that I know I how the episode ends, you get those hints throughout the show. Episode. I was like, this guy is evil. I was right. He is horrible. Never love him. Hate everything about him. I'm so angry. Like, I was, I hated this episode when I first watched it. And now that I have context. I'm so sorry. I love it. I think it was brilliant. I The showrunner was so smart to save yeah, seeing his power until right then because it really made you think, oh yeah, he's evil. F, like no, no, yeah, <laughs> so bad. Uh, so they're all um, ticked off at Mustang. Like they, they, everybody genuinely believes, like Armstrong him, is broken up over it. Apology, and so uh, most attractive thing I've ever seen. Like you really think he's apologizing? The famous oh, hero of Ishvalan, like know the, that the line the they throw at him, and I was like, Ooh. or is this like the first time we heard that? Because I don't remember hearing it. No, when they're saying when they're saying the famous hero of Ishvalan, yeah. I think they're meaning that as a backhanded compliment, like as he, he was one of the most famous, like the most powerful alchemists. He killed a lot of people. Um, so he tells them to go to these old ruins. Uh, I can't remember where. Do you remember where the city was? And they went to Rod Risenbull. Yes, Risenbull. Yeah, he said uh, head down. No, he didn't say a city. He said head down south and see the sights and the beautiful women there. And then he gave. Yeah, the beautiful women there, which I wrote yeah, was like a was weird comment. See that? Yeah, you know. And so he sends Armstrong to kidnap Ed, essentially, or to hit him and pretend that he broke himself. So that he could take him to Risenbull. Yeah, and he has to go there. get fixed. And Winry's like, 
I'm right here. And then Hawkeye takes a leave of absence. So you think like everything's falling apart mm-hmm. at this point. You think they all distrust Mustang and you're like, this is it. And then like, as soon as Hawkeye leaves the room, he's on the phone. And he's like, Hey, Elizabeth, blah, blah, blah. And all chipper. And I was like, why is he so chipper? Who's Elizabeth? And I got really upset about that until we got that reveal. Um, so yeah, Ed Armstrong makes Ed go to Risen Bull for repairs. Um, and he forces Al and Winry to stay behind because he says, Al, you stick out too much, Ugh, whatever. I hated uh, that. I hated and, that. I was like, don't separate the boys. They're the boys. Yeah, and then and then as they were leaving, he said, everyone's out of the way. And I was like, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? I thought they were going to kill uh, Al. I and was then, like, how dare they? Yes. And then we see, this is how the episode ends. Because, I mean, it leaves on this huge cliffhanger. This is, like, the only reason I didn't have a lot of notes is because this sets up for, like, the next three episodes. Mm-hmm. Barry the Chopper's body is still kicking. Because we know Barry the Chopper's soul in a suit of armor, but Barry the Chopper's OG body is kicking, and it's with lust and envy. And basically, they made his body into a chimera. I don't know what's in his body, but it's not Barry's soul. I think they said it was a lab rat. Oh, really? It's something violent, but I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. So it, they made yeah. Barry's body into a chimera. So they separated Barry from his body so they could control both beings. And I was like, that is horrible. It's crazy. And that's how that episode it's ends. crazy. Like, What? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have much more than that. Uh, I do have a fun fact. In the manga, when uh, Barry sees Ross in the paper, he calls Mustang to tell him that she doesn't have the eyes of a killer, <laughs> and that if she had wanted to kill him, she would have. That's it. That's my only fun fact. Uh, go Barry. <laughs> go Barry. Barry. Barry the He's chopper the one, Barry. becomes like. Our, our hero in this. Okay, so then we get to, which I really love this. Uh, episode 18. The arrogant palm of a small human, which I can only assume refers to Ed. I, I would hate, I would hope so. I would hate so. <laughs> if, <laughs> if they, if they uh, say small or short, I assume it's Ed. Yeah. Poor Ed. Um, Netflix summary. Ed's journey to a distant land offers surprising details behind Mustang's alleyway encounter with Ross. And then it says Elric, which I assume it means Ed. I don't know why they said Elric instead <laughs> of Ed. Uh, Ed learns a secret about Winry's parents. That's yeah. it. Uh, do you have any new voice actors for us on this episode? I sure do. Um, I have Second Lieutenant Brenda. Uh, Brenda is played Brenda? by Brenda. 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 Yeah. Brenda. It's spelled like Brenda. Oh well, they kept saying Brenda. Oh, I don't know. Brain, Maybe it's brain different. Dub, in, brain dub. We're listening yep. in two different languages anyway. <laughs> um, but it's he's played by uh, Baichi Sato. Uh, he didn't really have any big credits, so I didn't write anything down. But that's his name. And then I've got uh, Jean, uh, Jean Havoc. Uh, he's played by Yuji Oda. And he... <laughs> this is one of my favorites. So he plays Brock in Pokemon. But he also <laughs> plays... Like the OG Brock? Yeah, but he also plays specifically Jesse's Wobbuffet, the one that's always like, Wobbuffet. And that is literally my favorite thing. That's amazing. And that's it. Those are my only two new voices. That gold. Gold right there. Love that. Wobbuffet. I love Jesse and James and Brock because Brock was just like, 
I love you. Please marry me. And everybody's like, no. <laughs> I was talking um, about them the other day. I don't remember why. But I said something about Jesse, and they were like, what do you mean? It was to me. Jesse, I said It it was me, because I said Jesse, and you were like, Jesse, Jesse and James, Team Rocket. And I was like, oh, sorry, sorry. I just needed a refresher. It's been a minute since I watched Pokemon. Okay. I couldn't remember if it was you You were going to talk trash, and it was me. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I love that. I thought it was Uh, uh, me. Poor memories. I have poor memories. It's fine. That you would do that to me. That's funny. here we are. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So I... I do have the town that they're at with all the ruins. It's Xerxes. I mm. wrote it down because we learned the name in this episode. Huzzah. So we go straight into the intro again. I'm like, oh, great. Uh, Armstrong and Ed meet up with Lieutenant Breda. Uh, and uh, <laughs> this is, uh, they, Al is like, I'm sure Ed's just fine. And then they pan to them <laughs> after the intro. And they're crossing the border through the desert at Xerxes, and the automail's, like, burning Ed. He's, like, sitting in this pool of water. And I was like, I love when they they do the cutaways, like, I wonder how Brother's doing. And he's, like, the disembodied arm holding a flag. I'm like, oh, my gosh. These cutscenes are great. Um, The Xerxes is destroyed in a one-night... in one night, it's during the battle with Ishvalan, uh, but one survivor went out to spread the study. No, this is Xerxes is before the battle of Ishvalan. This is like old history. Yeah, it's old. Um, but one survivor went out and spread the study of alchemy. They called him the Western Sage. Uh, oh, wait, I There's skipped two. One. The study of alchemy, and Sheen has the same legend for alchemy, but they call him the Western Sage. So they have the same story, the same person. And so this is when we're really tying alchemy and alchemy together. And this is what I was like telling you a few weeks ago, maybe, um, where I think the real win is going to be the balance of those, so, the, the healing nature of it. And then the fighting nature. So of it. I have my, my big theory is actually about this. And I don't know if I should tell you yet, or if I should wait until the end so that we have like more information yeah, maybe let's wait till the, the end, end, so then we can just, like, like, dive I've in. Got, I've got a big theory, and I have a good feeling about my big theory. I love theories. So, just, yeah. just keep in mind the Traveler from the East and the Traveler from the West, because those are... They're coming yeah, yeah. back at the end of this episode, and I'm excited <laughs> about it. <laughs> excited. Uh, so... Excited. Uh, the Marks... The marks on the ruins look a lot like the truth, is what I was saying. Al's truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. very interesting. Uh, I think it, that that mark is going to be like the key to finding his. Body they also look like complete, the. Like, they also look happen. like the marks that are on what's his name's arm. Scar. Scar. Ooh. Like a the few. A few of them look like his, like the alchemy marks that his brother gave him, but not all of it. Just a few. Yeah combination. So, I think if they can find that whole circle, it'll be the key to getting it back. Yeah. They said it was also what they saw in the fifth laboratory too before it yeah. crumbled. And so he was yep. sad that the top is still missing in the ruins because he still can't like figure out the whole thing. Um, so my next bullet point is in all caps. Ross is alive! She pops out from behind the ruins and I was so happy. Uh, we see this little flashback of Mustang faking her death to get her out of there because he knew there was no way they were going to be able to prove her innocent and that they're framing her. So he just faked her death like the good-hearted, great man he is. Lauren, uh, your apology? 
Uh, that doesn't come until next episode, so you're gonna have to okay. wait for okay. that. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> then cla- classic Armstrong stripping and roses flying around in the background because he's so happy one of his soldiers are alive. Because if you're his soldier, you're like his children, and I love yes. that. Um, yeah. So they did transmutation to look like a body. Then he did the dental record. So you realize, like, uh, Mustang's a really powerful alchemist. So and he a really did smart human one. transmutation. Yeah, he just did like, like some carbon being like it. Also, Sally. I like to think because he he knew the recipe for this just like right off, off the back of his hand. I like to think yeah. that he used this in Ishval to save a lot of innocent people. Well, the next quote I have is, I've got plenty of experience with burning corpses. So, maybe not. Yeah, I don't think he got better. <laughs> like, oh, it was so he, sad. He and then how to make it. He had to have done it before. That's all I'm saying. Maybe. It was so sad, though. Uh, and then they're revealing the whole plan that Mustang had told them. And they said, yeah, we had to get this hot-tempered kid away. And <laughs> I just didn't want Ed. <laughs> oh, no, I think this is Ling telling Ed and Winry mm-hmm. the plan. <laughs> and, oh, no, Al and Winry. I'm always going to switch their names. And so they just That's didn't okay. want Ed around to meddle and mess up plans like he usually does. Um and Al and Winry are just like, yeah, they do the fun little anime wiggle because they're embarrassed of Ed. Like, yeah, I guess he does that. <laughs> Which I just, they're so sweet. Um, so Ross is going to go live in Sheen. And it's really kind of a somber when we see the last of Ross it's because sad. she can't tell her parents she's alive because it's dangerous for them. Uh, she's still willing to be an ally if they ever need her. And I'm like, this girl's literally given her whole life and is having to start a new one and can't even tell her family she's alive. And you can tell she probably is a family person because she's so sweet and caring for Ed. And now. she was, and she was with like, her family whenever um, oh, that's she right. died. Like, that was her alibi. And they said the alibi wasn't good enough because it was Yeah, there, she was like, ask my parents. Yeah, and I love that Ed's, like, parting words were, hey, thanks for giving me that slap. And she's like, anytime. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Um... Okay, so I said, "Oh, Ed and Ross have such a great friendship." Then we go to my next bullet point, which is my favorite: Barry versus Barry. <laughs> oh my god, Barry looks. Can we just say he looks so much better as a suit of armor? Like, oh, absolutely, that really became him. Human Barry was <laughs> not great looking. Not a looker. Uh-uh. Granted, he's decaying, but still not yeah, great. Just not a not a looker. Though. I also like that they found him a suit that kind of matched his body shape. <laughs> Yeah, that was very kind of them. Considerate of them, yeah. You know, like um, you could really tell that that person matched up with that armor. Yeah, great. It was it was very sweet of them. Like, if they did one good thing, that was it. <laughs> good job. Uh, having good job, his dress as a ninja. Oh, ooh, we did hear that use the term hum- humunculi. So that is the plural. Thank you, everyone. Who Humunculi. Which was no one, but now no we one. know for sure. Well, Humunculi. the last episode hasn't aired until this Thursday, so that's... Oh, well, <laughs> we answered it for you. If you write in, we appreciate it. Thank we appreciate you. it, but we already found the answer. Thank you. Yes. I will just say thank you so much and send you a gift. Because so um, that's my gift, is okay. a gift. <laughs> um, so Havoc stressed as a ninja... And Fallman gives away his identity immediately, like, Havoc? And he's like, what What the heck, man, if I'm wearing a mask? Why is Havoc so hot, dressed up as a spy? Like, I had no interest in this man, and then you put him in the black sweater, and I'm just like, well, hello. (laughs) How are you? I did not feel that way. (laughs) I think he's so cute when he's dressed up like a spy. Also, Hawkeye? 
Also hot, dressed up as a spy. What? Happened? And talking spy code, talking and her little puppy. Can I'm I just, just say all the right. fact that her that she's the one that's on the other line for Mustang when he's acting like that is yes. literally the best. So that's there. That's my next thing. They need to all get their married. coded calls crack me up. Getting fresh with Jacqueline, aka Hawkeye, shot the Barry Chimera. Oh, so <laughs> so great! I love. I know. Them. I they're. They're a good ship. Okay, so this is the other ship you're talking about. Yeah, this is the other ship. That's why I was yeah. like, you didn't see Honestly. that? Like, come on. They're in no. love. Yes, that is... I was just so hung up on Ed and Winry. I yes, I love Mustang and Hawkeye. They're so cute. Um, they don't end up together. Those coded I, I calls... Quit. I quit. I quit everything. I just love that getting fresh with Jacqueline and she's shooting someone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um... So, uh, I wrote Transmutation Circle from the Fifth Lab, the two-headed dragon, the sun, but the top is missing. Oh, this is Ed looking at the mm -hmm. ruins. The top is missing, so he can't, um, see what all it means. And then a bunch of Ishfallans take Ed hostage, or tried, uh, and they, all of them are injured. And this, I, wrote, I drew a sad face. Um, so I say that a single kid started the war, and so because he's like, "What is, a single? You're gonna kidnap a single kid? They don't care." And they're like, "Hey, I mean, all of our people died because of a single yeah. kid." And I was like, "That's really heavy." heavy. They're all injured, um, and not all Emestrians are bad. Emestrians are what Ed and Al are. They're not the Ishfallen. It was Emestrians versus Ishfallens. Uh, and then two Emestrian doctors. They tell a story about two Emestrian doctors that saved them. And it's the Rock Bells, Winry's parents. They were saving the Ishvalans and refused to abandon their post because they didn't care who they were. If they needed help, they were going to so help sweet. them. They were murdered by an Ishvalan they saved. His face was wrapped. His eyes glowed. Weird, though. And his right arm is tattooed. So I'm really hoping it's, it's not gotta Scar. It's got to be Scar, man. I think it was. they really alluded to that. And it's I'm so assuming... sad. And I think I think there's probably going to be more story behind that. Maybe he didn't murder them. Maybe he got I think framed he on it. Him. I don't know. But I it was so sad. mean to. Like, maybe he was just crazed. Like, he woke up and he was injured and freaked out. Yeah. And then um, I think that's why he denounced his name. Because he did something so shameful. Mm, I think that's, that's a good theory. I think that's what happened. And I, I think he's looking, I think he's going to find Winry and apologize to her. I, I'm calling it right now. I would really love to see that. I mean, I feel like Scar has this tragic backstory. I, I mean, everything about Ishval is so tragic. I just want their good fault. for Scar. I don't want him to have an evil backstory. Like, I know he killed people. I think they're like, setting it up that it's going to be a people? twisted, like, he's going to be a good person. Yeah. yeah. He's trying to cleanse the world of, like, alchemy evil is basically what and he's I doing just, from what we can see. I want him to be a good guy. That, that's all I want. Yeah. Him. It's, that was a really sad part. It and, was. Like, they let Ed go. Um, they want to give thanks and apologies to the Rockbells, so they told Ed he can go because he's friends with them and he knew them. And so Ed says he'll go home and go to their grave and let them know. Uh, and so we'll get to that in episode 20 yeah. and we'll cry. Um, so flashback to the city. Uh, Barry the Chopper's chimera body is rotting. So that's when we learn some sad things about, uh, you know, like the bodies. Your body will still rot even though your soul's not mm -hmm. in it. So then that makes you think, where's Al's body? We think it, we, we talked about this, like, 
Al's body physically left this plane, mm-hmm. but is it staying somewhere where it's not gonna? Is it in the spirit realm? So can we physically get it back? Is it not rotting like a corpse? Like I don't know. It left me with a lot of questions. Yeah. I'm just not sure. It's weird because, you know, he saw the truth, like, kind of taking his body. So you can assume that the truth is using his body as its form right now. So if his body's in use, is it still growing? Or if it's just chilling? Yeah, so if... Is it just staying If Ed was to see the truth again, would it look like Al? Or would it only look like... That's a really good question. Because the truth took Ed's leg and arm. So I don't know. I don't know. Well, if he doesn't want the other leg, he could probably just see it again. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, bad news there, but yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so my next bullet point is, uh-oh, Gluttony has found Hawkeye. And that's where the oh, episode I a, ends. I have a voice actor for Gluttony. Okay. He hasn't really done anything. Uh, but it's uh, Tetsu Shiratori. Okay. That's it. I, I didn't see anything familiar, but that is the name of the voice actor. All right. Well... That's how the episode um, ends, and I think it's just I like have, another ooh. cliffhanger, and I'm like, Ugh. I have a fun fact. Yes. So, during the scene where Ed and Armstrong arrive in Resemble, you can actually see Mei Chang and her little panda dude checking out the Resemble map in the background. What? Yeah, so they were just crossed and by. They hit paths and just... So does that mean Scar was right there, too? Because Mei Chang's with Probably, Scar. Yeah. So yeah. that, do you think Scar was vidding, visiting those Ishvalan people? I did not see that. I don't know. He might have been leaving them. Like, that could be where they were. I'm going to have to go back so and catch that's that. Just, that's a good that's fact. That's something to look out for. It's a fun fact. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I didn't y'all. catch that. Good job, Lauren. Okay. I, I try really hard. So here we go. The Death episode of 19. Man Dying. Episode 19. The Lauren? Netflix summary is Mustang, Alphonse, Havoc, and Hawkeye split up to search a military laboratory. If lust has her way, none of them will ever see each other alive again. I like that. I like that you said laboratory, like Dexter's lab, my laboratory. Oh. That's just, that's how it's spelled. Laboratory. So that's like, whenever I write it down, I always have to say laboratory. Laboratory. Wednesday. Like in yeah. my brain. Yeah. I'm, yeah. So I just, I say it out loud and I don't think it's technically incorrect. Like I think you can say it either way. Probably. So yeah. I just kind of let it. I be. just always just think of, of Dexter's. Dexter's lab, because he's like, my laboratory. Didi, get out of my laboratory. I did watch a lot of Dexter's lab as a child, <laughs> so maybe that also just got me, you know? It influenced, like, just deep there in your soul. ever now. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so, before we start, I have an, a, yeah. a formal apology. Here we go. I'm ready. I put my stuff down. Um, I wrote it down. Uh, it's, it says, I, Lauren Weaver, being of sound mind and body... <laughs> Would hereby like to issue a formal apology to Roy Mustang for calling him useless and problematic. He is, in fact, the most useful and the least problematic. And probably the best ever. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I, I got to throw is. on this one, y'all. Uh, Roy Mustang is not a useless routine. person. And uh, uh, I really kind of fell in love with him in this episode. <laughs> he was so good. Hey, hey whoa. Well, Whoa. no. Also, my Whoa. first as a character, not like um, I want to l- love you, but also my first I note on you. my first note on here is why does Havoc gotta get stabbed right after I fall in love with him? How is that for <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? This show is just made to break your heart. I know. So it's what my number one note is that Hiate is the name of 
uh, Hawkeye's dog. <laughs> I don't know why that was my first note. Um, so on the phone, Hawkeye's still on the phone with uh, Roy Mustang, and all we hear is gunshots, and like the phone line is. Roy takes so, off, boy. Yeah, to he's save like, his woman. not my baby, not my girl. Uh-uh. Um, so Mustang is trying to smoke out the corrupted military guys, and Al's going to. <laughs> uh, so Hawkeye's dog saves her. Yate! Such a good dog. Um, Such a good dog. Great dog. And so cute. Um, So Mustang is here now and exposing themselves. So he's, he's, you know, because he kept his distance. He was trying to smoke them out without looking like he was the person doing it. But things are going sideways. So he's risking it and he's going to be at the scene now. Um, And uh, (laughs) what did I... Oh, we realize Lust is what's his name's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get the line, You've always been a sucker for boobs. Oh my god, he's like, I love boobs. It was He's like such like a twenty year old dude. Yeah. Um I love that idiot. <laughs> it was funny. So I also love boobs. So basically so I, I get it. <laughs> uh so basically we get to um Mustang and what's Havoc are now squaring off with Lust, and it's going to be really mm-hmm. fun. Uh, they've saved they they saved Hiate, and I just love that Mustang gives his like soldier an order, and then at the same time, in the same tone, Hawkeye is telling Hiate, "You stay here and you listen to like that's that's her child." Yeah. That, I love that. That's um, her underling. So he's now a they're in this too. Yeah. Obviously, it's obviously he's like saved her yeah. twice. Um, so now we're like in this like basement kind of thing with a bunch of pipes. They're chasing Lust down there. And so they're starting to realize now Lust is a homunculus. The Philosopher's Stone is her heart and she is created around it. She says she's still human though. So we thought they were indestructible and we're sitting here like greed was our first like homunculus, like getting injured and destroyed. Uh, but he didn't get killed by them. He ended up going back to father um so when she says she's still human too i'm like okay so we're about to probably learn a little bit more about them and yes we do um so poor havoc gets stabbed and is laying on the ground bleeding and then roy mustang gets stabbed and i'm like no and he um after he before that lusts heart out and then she regenerates around it and you're just like Uh. So uh-huh. it's really interesting uh, how they can. So it doesn't matter if you cut off their body and you take out the stone, wherever that their stone, stone is, is there. So yeah, that is if it's that there, is their they're being. alive, which is crazy. And so Mustang does a really cool thing and transmutes the water in the room and explodes the room by changing like the chemical components. Um, so freaking cool, right? Uh, and so the. King Bradley now says he's coming in to give Mustang backup. And I'm like, I was so stressed out when he showed up. I was like, no, right? no, no, like, no. So this whole Havoc stressed me out. It's really like, intense. It felt like there Havoc's was no bleeding way to on the ground. Yeah, Havoc's bleeding on the ground. We think Mustang might die because he's bleeding. Uh, Bradley's coming in, and we know he's a homunculus too. Um, so. She says, like, oh, it's going to be a shame to kill you, Mustang, because you're a perfect candidate for sacrifice and all. They say that again. We still don't know what that means. And they, they no drop idea. that hint all the time because they said it to Ed, too. Um, so Lust leaves them both bleeding out. Uh, 
And then we, we cut over to Billy, uh, the chopper and he's realizing his body is decaying and his, cause another soul is shoved in it and it's not compatible. So your body will start rejecting it. Uh, which we'll sadly talk about at the end of the episode again with another character. Um, so, uh, it can't hold and Al feels fears for his soul and body. And then Al talks about how literally every time they cut to Alphonse's blood seal, I get stressed out. Like, I'm just like, why are you showing Someone's just going to smudge it. Yes. I'm like, literally nothing doing nothing could just destroy this. Like, can't you just revamp it every once in a while? Cut your finger up a little bit. Fix right, that. Can you just like, like I put get, some tape over it so nobody can accidentally smudge it? I'm just so stressed out about it, and because it's been so accidentally st- smudged before, yeah. and it stresses me out, man. I can't deal with it. I can't. If anything it's, happens it's to Alphonse, I I will kill myself and everyone in the world. Like, no, I love Alphonse. He's everything. No. <laughs> I need to call Will real quick. <laughs> like, Lauren's okay. Can you come home from work now? Lauren, can you? I'll just find Ian's phone number and be like, hey, can you can, come in the kitchen real quick? check on your sister? She's freaking out. I, I'm sure you can hear her, like, just sobbing in the living yeah. room, but whatever. Yeah. You're just, like, in front of the fridge, like, uh, you're going to be like that episode of Community. Reading Rainbow. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh, Set facers to love. I just, me. I just love, I just love Alphonse, and he he deserves to find his happiness, and I'm afraid for him. I'm just so afraid for Alphonse all the time. I'm just so stressed out for him. I, I can't. I know. I can't. I know. Uh, so this is also the episode we learned that Al, what Al was in. We'll, we'll talk about it next episode. Okay, <laughs> we'll talk about the next episode. Okay. Uh, so, Les shows up again, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And at number 66, a.k.a. Barry the Chopper, gets destroyed by her. And I'm so I sad. I just wrote a big Poor sad Barry. face. Because Barry, we we craft on Barry a lot. And now Barry was being such a great guy to them and was a he great, was a, like, chess he was card a buddy. player. Like, oh like my gosh. he went from this total doof to just a super buddy. <sighs> and I know he's also, like, a murderer. But, like, he was our murderer. I know. You know? But his body was a murderer, and his was soul... also a murderer. <laughs> Maybe a little no, different. Was yeah, also okay. a murderer. Uh, so, <laughs> so it pans over. Hawkeye thinks Lust has killed Mustang, and she just starts shooting. It's like the meme that they, <laughs> uh, the meme from it's always that, and I just started shooting. Um, and then I drew a sad face, like she loves him. She really she thinks does, her love is gone. Dude. She just unloaded so, everything she had into this woman's, like, face. And just, oh, so good. And and then freaking Mustang comes coming on in here, right? And this guy, this guy, let me tell you. Let me tell you about this guy, my new friend. My new friend, Roy Mustang, who I apologize to. He comes in. His, like, alchemy glove has been destroyed. But that, that SOB... That that brilliant man straight up carved his transmutation circle into his hand like a boss. Like a boss. Just carved that crap in there with his own blood. And set that woman on fire to the point where she just disintegrated. 
He, he just like sets the entire her. room on fire. But sweet, sweet Al saw what was about to go down, puts up this giant block, grabs Hawkeye. He won't leave her because he's sick of people dying, is what he yells. So he grabs <laughs> her, protects her, does a transmutation of this big old rock wall, and then Roy Mustang just like lights up the room and it tries that to destroy the hottest this. thing just- I've ever seen in anime. Literally the hottest thing. Haha. <laughs> I don't Love. even know. I don't even like but and then afterwards he's like collapsing and he the first also, thing yeah, he can says, we talk about the fact that he carterized his own wound huh? to get there? Like you know how painful that must have been? Yeah, the love of his life was on the line. And then the first thing he says I is mean, he thanks Alphonse for saving Hawkeye. He said, Thanks for protecting her because he's in love with her. And I'm Dead. So, I'm dead. I, I broke down. I broke down the fight a little more. Uh, I go. Mustang's just going to town on lust. She almost stabs his eye. Like she stops, like right, like an inch in front of his Seven. eye. And you're like, why'd she stop? And then she starts disintegrating uh, because he's just like burnt her to a crisp. And this is when we realize she can die. And so she disintegrates. He kills her. But then also the stone dissolves too. So, so once that person's not alive, the stone is gone. That was so sad. Yeah. We also get to see we also get to see Mustang's abs. And 10 out of 10. Uh, I did write that note down. Um, yeah. And then, so the first thing he says is, thanks for looking after my subordinate. Uh, and then call a doctor for havoc. And so I wrote, like, he might seem cold and callous, but he's very formal. But the first thing he always does is take care of his people first. And, like, I think subordinate's code word for he love. Just, he knows uh, how to play but, the game, you know? Because, like, right? the Fuhrer was right there. He never let anything on. Oh, yeah. He knows that he's The Fuhrer's hiding in the corner. None of them see him. The Fuhrer stays hidden the whole time, but he watches everything. So you know he's going to report back and the big bads are going to get bigger and better because they know now how powerful Roy Mustang is. And, man. Um, so... Uh, poor, Al, Al walks up to Winry and he's, like, falling apart because he just got, like, beat to like his smithereens half, his by lust. His face is missing. He's got a big His jaw gash. is gone. His arm is and, falling uh, off. Yeah. So... He walks up to Winry, she's crying, she's like, oh good, you're okay, and then his arm falls off, and they both panic, and I love Al's panic voice, he goes, it won't stay, I can't put it back on, and the panic in both their voices of them, like, (laughs) screaming at each other, because Winry's so sad and scared, and I was like, I love them so much, because I feel like this is such a platonic love between them two, and they're, like, siblings, and I really love it, it's such a sweet relationship. motherly at times, though, too. It's a. It's like it's like it's big a weird sister. It's like you know. It's good. Our us with our yeah. younger siblings. Like we're nine years older oh. or something. So God, we're so old. Then <laughs> the last few. <laughs> I know. Uh, then we pan back. Sixty six is still somewhat alive. Uh, this made me sad. So, sick. Billy kills. Billy Chopper kills Barry. Billy the Chopper's body. Barry. Sorry, Barry. I knew that didn't sound right. It's okay. Barry the Chopper kills Barry the Chopper's body. But once the soul mark is gone, then does the body die too? Because the soul mark gets erased. R.I.P. Barry. He's gone. But then Barry's body goes too. Mm-hmm. So it's like. So if anything, those are tied to together still. To Alphonse, 
his body, wherever it be, would just be gone. Be too. gone too. And that is, yeah, so. I'm so afraid for Alphonse, y'all. I'm so afraid for Alphonse. Yeah. I just, Ugh. I don't think and I so, can take that heartbreak. I really don't. I can't either. And this show really likes to dish it's, it, so I'm very scared. I don't scared. trust it. Uh, so the end of this episode is Ed going back to the home. And I just wrote, uh-oh, because the quote is, Poenheim. And Daddy Elric is here. This, we finally see Daddy Elric. This is where I called Bridget. I I saw him, <laughs> and I went, <gasps> and then literally picked up my phone and called Bridget immediately. I was like, I know we're not supposed to talk about this anime because of the podcast, but I am in pain. And then I, I just called. I called. Um, I have I have some fun facts for was, this episode, oh. though. Before we go on. Okay. Uh, so this covered chapters 38 through 41 of Full Metal Alchemist, the original manga. If you're reading along, that's about where they are. Um, there is a small continuity error in this. Uh, oh. So previously, like in the last episode, Hawkeye shot Barry's human form through his right hand. Right? And at the end of the episode... His, not his human form, his armor. Yeah. No, the human Barry. She shot him in the right hand. Barry's at the end body. of this episode? No, at the end of the last episode. Whenever she shoots him from the tower, she shot oh, him okay. in the right hand. Oh, okay. And yeah. at the end of this episode, when he's erasing the mark, his the wound is gone. But in the manga, in the same scene, oh. it's bleeding a lot. So they just forgot to animate that. So that's a fun thing. To animate that. Um, mm. Lust is the first of that's the homunculi that we actually see die permanently. So that's a fun fact. Yeah. Because greed gets, like, yeah. recycled. And then, uh, in the, this is an, an, a dub note only, but this is the only episode in the dub where someone pronounces Havoc's first name correctly. Everyone calls him Gene, but his name is Jean. <laughs> oh! So, that's, that's that. The end. Those Aww. are my fun facts. All right. Then we get to the really rough really episode. Episode 20. Episode Father Before and the it Grave. it gave me a lot of really complicated feelings. Do you see this cat? That just... Hi. Hi, Peggy. What's up, bud? She just jumped on the back of my chair. She, Hi, you're not baby. giving her enough attention. You spent a lot of time on your face today. I know. And she's not about it. I okay. know. I gave her a lot of attention. She napped with me like all day because I got... My booster shot. I want to nap all day. That sounds really nice. Meow, meow, meow. All Ugh. right. What were you saying? Sorry. Before uh, the cat came in. This this episode, it, it just gave me a lot of feelings. Like, I, I have a lot of really complicated feelings after this episode, but we'll get into that. Uh, so this is called Father Before the Grave. Really should have seen it coming that Hohenheim was coming back. It's called Father Before the Grave, but I didn't. Yeah, I know. I don't know why we didn't think that. <laughs> the Netflix summary is Hohenheim's visit ends with a grave warning to uh, Pinico, but among the ruins of his childhood... Uh, among the ruins of his childhood, Ed finds hope that Al can be returned to his body. So, and um, uh, that person is Granny that you said, right? Yeah, Panico. Um, so I have two voice actors for this. Uh, one is Von Hohenheim, Daddy Elric. Uh, his voice actor's name is Unsho Ishi Isuke. Asukeya? Asukeya. There we are. 
And he actually... <laughs> he's my favorite. Wait. So he plays Mr. Satan in Dragon Ball Z, who is like... Solid. Solid Mr. Satan. We love him. <laughs> but... More importantly, he plays Joseph Joestar, old man Joseph Joestar in JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. So that's in uh, Diamond is Forever and Stardust Crusaders. So he's oh. like, old man Joestar is like my favorite Joestar. I love him so much. Anyway, very exciting. And then uh, Panico Rockbell, Granny, uh, she's played by Mayoka. Uh, Aso, what was my that? brother? I'm sorry, I heard something behind me and I got weird. Uh, <laughs> I know like, I was scared oh. for you, but she uh, she doesn't have a lot of credits. She plays a lot of old ladies, um, so I just kind of left it at that. Uh, and then right after that, I just I, wrote, mean, I have a lot of feelings about this episode. Uh, go ahead yep. and summarize it, and we can yep. we can dive right in. Here we go. Here we go, straight into the feels. Uh, we go right back into intro for this one. Uh, so out of the four we watched, only one had a little pre-intro scene. So that's, uh, that's rough. Uh, so first person to comment that Ed may have grown oh, no. <laughs> was pulling hype. I was like, what a backhanded thing. Like The only person who says maybe you've gotten taller is your dad that you hate. Um, exactly like when I was his age. It's very presumptuous. Uh, Ponam says that Ed's exactly like when he was his age. And I'm like, how do you know? You're not here. You're not around. Like, I was pretty defensive <sighs> about this. Yeah. Um, and then he says, my house. And I just wrote, you get out of here. Like, you left. The like, I'm really, thank you, Peggy. I'm really defensive over this. So, uh, so no, keep um, going. Keep going. I'll, I'll get in there in a minute. Okay, so the life form, are you sure it was Trisha, the eye and hair color? And so I'm panicking right now in my notes. I'm like, it's not, it could not be their mom. So he's like, well, did you check? Do you know when you buried it? Did you look? Because, you know, she had distinct eyes and hair. And I was like, <gasps> um, so then they talk about, like, you can transfer your soul into another object. Uh, so this is with Al. And so Al's telling them, like, my body's going to expire. Like we just saw this, like this human form. I mean, this armor form is like, my, it could reject my soul at any moment. Like it could deteriorate. Um, so it, poor Ed. I mean, Al, he goes, I never, I never get to be, get the chance to be mm -hmm. the one that gets mad. He doesn't. It's true. He always has to be the calm fixer. <sighs> and so he's frustrated with Winry Winry's upset about poor Al's life, and then um, we get flashbacks, uh, and this is when Al is, like, talking about, like, his flashback, like, his point, we start learning about the point of view when we thought he was the, the smudge creature thing that we thought was their mom, and Al had the point of view. We finally start getting a little bit of answers for that. Um, Ed thinks he tossed Al's body aside and put into armor, and is having like intense feelings of guilt, like that that maybe he did something to Al's body, and that's why the souls in the armor, like maybe he could have put it back in the body, and he just didn't because he panicked. So he thinks it's his fault. And then Poenheim's like super, like just messes up Ed's life. They're at Granny's. He says all these mysterious things, like maybe it's not their mom. He and then he leaves without saying bye to Ed. And even though Ed's listening from the corner and he tells Granny, 
something terrible is going to happen in this country. Leave while you can. I gave my warning. I can't enjoy your cooking anymore. And I'm like, so he's never coming back. So what is what does that mean? He knows more than we, we go know. In, I'm gonna go over Ugh. my notes real quick because I have a lot of complicated feelings about this. Like just up to this point. Okay. I know there's absolutely no reason for me to care about von Hohenheim, but I do. And I don't know why. Like I'm getting this subtle sense of something more from him. And I just feel like there has to be something deeper here i this is also part of my weird theory tangent that i'm gonna go on at the end of this so it just i i have like okay i just have all these feelings about hohenheim and i i think that he's keeping ed at a distance and his kids at a distance because he has to like i i feel like there's just a sense of more from him so I'm I'm not going to count him as a total bad guy yet, even though yeah, yeah he did leave his family. But I feel like there was a reason for it. Still bad dad, bad Maybe dad. Maybe not bad guy. It, though but bad I dad. don't know. I, I I don't know. We're not getting into it yet. You could told Belch a bad father. Um, I where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Anyway, uh, Granny says something that I want us all to just remember. I said I was going to go into this at the end of the episode. I'm going to go into it right now. I think we're good. Um, but she okay. is drinking with Vaughn. I'm going to call him Vaughn because Hohenheim is just a mouthful. And his name is Vaughn Hohenheim. So whatever. So she's drinking with Vaughn. And they're looking at pictures. And she's like, you haven't aged a day. Right? And like Granny, like you see the picture of her. She has aged so much. Like exponentially much to where like they were the same age looking and then he's just gone and okay so follow me on this i'm gonna i'm gonna take you back i'm gonna take you back a spell okay to these these travelers all right so you have the two different stories from what what is it xerxes is that what it was called the town Yes. So you have these two different stories. You have the traveler from the east, and they said the legend goes that the survivor of the kingdom of Xerxes, which perished overnight, wandered to Amaris not long after it was founded and spread alchemy all around. Right? Yeah. I think that the traveler from the east is father. Okay? He's very, very old. He created all the Hemoculi, yeah. and he made a full philosopher's stone. I think that he is the father of alchemy, okay? But there's also a traveler from the West. I don't think that it's father. I think it's Hohenheim. I think that he has also been alive for a very long time and chose to leave Interesting. and go to Zing. When things went to poop, Shing, Shing. when things went to poop, because he needed to find a way to help, or maybe he saw something, saw like his own truth and had to go do something about it. I think that they are two different people. And I know this sounds crazy, but I, I, I think that he's not aging. I think he's like pseudo immortal because of the Philosopher's Stone. And I, I think. That the traveler from the east is father, and he is an amorous now, and the traveler from the west is Hohenheim, and he's gonna go back to Shing, and that's where he's been. That's that's my theory. Interesting. 
That's, that's your theory, all right? It's on the books. That's where I'm at. We'll see. Um, Only time will tell. So far, none of my theories have come true. So don't lay too much stake <laughs> in that. I but, wasn't, um, wasn't uh, going to say it. But <laughs> I feel pretty good about that. I at least feel incredibly positive that Father is the traveler from the East. Uh, about the West, maybe that's far-fetched, but it felt really right to me. Like, it resonated in my soul. So I think that's uh, that's my my idea. He's the Western There's sage. There's your theory. And all right. Well, all it's right. on the book. It's on the book. If, I don't. I'm not right. going to get it right. I don't care. So, I love it. And also, also he <laughs> said. So something else about Vaughn. He knew Ed was listening, and he gave him that information about. His, the thing that they brought back because he wanted him to have hope. He did. did he know he Ed knew was that listening? He was listening. There's a small shot where you can see, like, it's got, like, a little slide, side eye. He knew Ed was listening, and he let him have that information so that he could get this peace of mind. And I know that it's not a lot, but you do see that he cares about him, even if it's the tiniest bit. Mm. The tiniest piece. He's still got to win you me know over. That you can see that he cares about him, though. Like, you can see that the anime is alluding to that. Regardless of your personal feelings, take those away. You can see that the animators in the story. I don't know. It, 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 they haven't shown much. I, I still feel like it's not love. I feel like it's for business. Well, there's motives. another fun fact. Well, I was going to save it to the end of the episode, but in the manga, they actually do have more time together, and the animators chose to cut that out. Mm hmm. And they had moments. Interesting. So uh, I do think that he cares in his own way. And I think that he wanted Edward to at least have that peace of mind. Or at least maybe some hope about Alphonse. We'll I, I don't know. But I, 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 he waited till he could I don't hear. know. He's not very helpful. That's all I'm going to say. It's not very helpful. And then Granny says to him as he's leaving, I can't leave. People who need the, There's people who need this as a home. Uh, and I was like, Granny's the oh, real yeah. parent here. I'm, I'm mad at it. Like, She's Granny the real raised them. Uh, and she, Poneheim leaves, and she helps Ed dig up the body from their mother's grave, which is a big deal. And she tells him, let's stop. He's sick. He's cold. And she still helps him because he refuses to stop. But the hair and the bones are wrong. It's a boy. It's not their mom. The, the bones are too long. It's a boy. Yeah, it's not her. Uh, because of this, Ed thinks he can get Al's mm -hmm. body back to normal. So Ed calls teacher. She hangs up and this question, like, because he's questioning all these things about the baby, which is I'm just absolutely brutal for her to hear. Uh, and then um, she calls back and is like, we don't think it was the baby. Um so Granny gets closure over the Rockbell's deaths, which is really nice. Uh, and the message they they have a message from their mom that Granny was supposed to give Poenheim, uh, and so Ed has to give it to him at some point. Uh, couldn't keep my promise, and no. we have no idea what that no. means. We have no idea what the promise is. Nobody knows what it is. The only person who maybe knows is Daddy Elric. So Ed is mad at Al for getting beat up, and I was like, oh, how the tables have turned. Right. Though. <laughs> uh, Oh, also, when Ed's leaving the room, when we... So I wrote, like, little notes. It's out of order because I ran out of room. Okay, I'll get back to that. Uh, I just don't like men who are shorter than me. It's Hilarious. My favorite little... Hilarious. So funny. Um, and it, so it really is Al bonded in there. 
uh, and maybe Al's body's still in the portal existing without his soul. Uh, like kind of bury, we don't know where it might be, but, but we know there's a body that there somewhere. is one and that's the important yes. thing. So there's, there's a chance. Uh, and so this is when Al starts describing that he was in the point of view. He was in the thing that they created that what they thought was their mom and it wasn't. Uh, and he, that's why he could see it. And it rejected his soul. Uh, and then Al grabbed his own hand, um, with, with the truth and the truth took his whole body. Uh, it is just like, gosh, it's really heavy. Um, Izumi calls, the child isn't theirs, uh, so death is really permanent. Al thought, Al, like, releases all this, like, guilt and confessions that he thought this whole time that he had killed their mom because he was in the body uh, and he didn't. I, he didn't. I, I wrote down uh, this and whole then, quote. Let me know when you're ready because it's a lot. Yeah. So the last thing I have is the quote from Al. No, I have a second to last thing. And my last thing is a quote from Winry. I'll say ah, that yeah. then. Uh, but it's Al's, I can't take all the nights by myself. It's too lonely. So Lauren, you want to read that full quote? Oh, it's so long. But yeah, I do. Go. Um, it was, seriously, this is like a full two minutes of dialogue. But it's I, so I sad. couldn't stop it. it. said, I agreed to what we did. And I'm just as much at fault. Because he's telling Ed that... It's not all his fault. He needs to shut up because yeah. he takes all the blame all the time. He said, so don't talk about it as if it's all on you. You always take all of it on yourself. I can't stand to let others become victims over what I've done anymore. Like Mr. Hughes. When I found out that he was dead, I honestly felt that if it meant that others were going to hurt, I didn't need my body back. Brother, I've seen others who don't have human bodies and they've managed to live in their own ways. Even yeah. in this body, people around me treat me as a human being. Maybe this body <laughs> is a ticking time bomb, but even with a, a live body, you never know when you might die of an accident or of illness. So, because I can live normally, I'm not bothered by this body. That's what I started to think, but I can't take it. I can't take all the nights by myself. That's the reason that I <laughs> want to go back to normal. <laughs> so painful! It is, like, one of the saddest, saddest things. And that's how, like, the episode ends, is that on that note. But it does not end on the saddest note. No, it's a hopeful note. Ed and Al are walking away. No, 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 no. Ed and Al are walking away, and Winry thinks, and we hear her inner thoughts. Has his shoulders always been so broad? Also, can we just take a minute? Because Winry heard that entire conversation. She's walking them walk away, and the first thing she thinks of is, Hot? Question mark. Hot. Attractive. I'll take it. I'm I'm excited I'll take to it. have that though. We 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 stand. I'll them. take what I can get. Um Yes, we do. So important <laughs> questions. I have important questions. Important, and questions. important things to remember. I have three of each. My important questions are right. what is the promise that Trisha Elric couldn't keep? Um yep. why did Scar kill Winry's parents? And if it was, I think Scar. it was totally Scar. And where is Al's body? Allegedly, yes. Those and are where my three. And then uh, the things to remember. On? This is this is just selfishly for me. Uh, the legend of the travelers from the east and the west. Remember that because when I'm right, <laughs> oh, that's gonna be great. Shh, shh. Okay. Uh, two. Hohenheim let Ed hear him talking to Granny. I, that's just a thing to remember. He let him hear him, like he did. He told him what he needed to hear. And then three, my if Alphonse can get his body back. 
and that's exciting. It is very exciting. I, it, I'm really anxious to watch the next few episodes. So next few <laughs> are episodes 21, 22, 23, and 24 uh, that we'll be watching. Wait, I need the names. Yeah. I, I always forget to do this. <laughs> like, I'm always like, oh, yeah, we know. We know what's going to be. But we don't. Stop it. We don't. Stop it. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, oh. no, no, no. Oh, uh -oh. this is the wrong Google Drive. Haha. <laughs> Super funny. Give me one sec. Story of my life. I've, we can just Google it, can't we? We could, but I have them all written down, so why bother? Okay. So our next episodes are going to be Advance of the Fool, Backs in the Distance, Girl mm. on the Battlefield, and mm. finally, Inside the Belly. Ooh. Yeah. So inside the Belly seems really... But Girl <laughs> on the Battlefield. Hmm. Hmm. I hope it's when we're doing dope stuff, but probably not. I don't think so. Yeah, probably but not. But... What if it's Hawkeye? We don't know anything about her. And we don't know crap. We'll see. Maybe it's May. Maybe it's May Chang. Maybe we'll see little sweet girl. And then little panda. Yeah. That'd be dope. Love that panda. I would love that to is. I'd love to update on that. On that situation. Yes, I'm sure we'll get that because we just went through like one long heavy arc. We did. Um so yeah, that so next episode's twenty one through twenty-four. Uh Oof. Well, Hopefully they're a little lighter. Well, this was our shortest <laughs> I doubt episode. It. I doubt yet. the rest of this series. It's because we're tired and we just recorded a two-hour <laughs> oh, episode before yeah, this. But, but yeah, this was... Oh, and I've got to get this good. makeup off my face. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, Alright, Lauren's been on TikTok. I'm tired. But, uh, so... It's ha it's Halloween, so happy Halloween. Happy, we hope happy. you're safe this weekend, happy. and you dress up, and you have fun. Uh, I hope you dress up as an anime character. If you do, uh, make sure you email us a picture, or tag us in yeah. one, uh, at Gateway Anime Podcast, or Gateway Anime Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we want to post them. We like y'all, and this is my Dobby outfit. This is my every tired teacher Lord. outfit. There we are. There you go. You can just call me the, sensei. There it is. I'm, this is my sensei outfit. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Huzzah. You got the knife. I, I do. I do. Oh, this, my hair's kind of green right. right now, too. Maybe I'm actually just Inko. There you go. That was the secret all there along. There you go. Here. There you go. I have no glasses. I'm Inko now. Goodbye. It was Agatha all along. No. Anyway. Now we got no. that in. All right. Well, everybody, we love, we love you. you. We love anime. And we'll see you That's next it. week. Bye. Bye. Bye.